Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 154 of the Attractions Podcast. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are back again to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. And normally I ask uh, how you've been this week, uh, We, but we had a shared experience this week that we need to spend a little time talking about here right at the top of the show. Yes, we went to Victoria and Albert's at now, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa that recently reopened. It is the insane, many, 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 many course, four-hour dining experience. Uh, now, experience, because it is dis- a lot more. Disclaimer right off the top. Uh, I, this is not something, I am not a baller. Uh, I am not uh, <laughs> able to pay for something <laughs> like this myself. Um, Carly was invited. We talked about this last week. And uh, when her date was unavail- unable to make it at the last minute, she was so kind to let me step in, uh, gave me an excuse to wear my uh, Mickey Mouse tie yes. uh, with my suit. And uh, I am so thankful that you invited me. Um, but uh, experience with a capital E X. Uh, this yeah. was this was proof that you can have too much of a very good thing. Um, right. And I will say four right hours, off the top, we have to say, oh my God, over four, over, over four. four, and we had and them packed in courses, and we had cocktails beforehand. Um, that is not necessary, folks. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was yeah. Started out at the Enchanted Rose with some lovely cocktails, and then uh, led into the Victorian Alberts dining room, which has been refreshed. Uh, it's still just as gorgeous and elegant but i thought it was a little less stuffy it felt a little lighter a little warmer um and before we even talk about the food uh i've got to give props to the entertainment there is a harp player there who she is phenomenal she has an incredible repertoire uh i expected to hear disney music um i did not expect her to be able to play pink floyd um, so thank you so much. Uh, I'm I'm sorry I missed her name in the blur, but she is a treasure. Exactly. She she played in sync. I mean, she really had a depth of a catalog, and it was the per. You know, you don't really want to hear Disney music when you're in this beautiful setting that makes you forget that you are on Disney property. Um, she was fantastic. Everyone that worked there was fantastic. I the think staff. that was my favorite oh. part. Yeah. Bravo to the whole staff. They were incredible. Um, what was your favorite thing that you ate? Well, you know, you are more of a foodie uh, than I am. I know you. You. You get to uh, have brunch with Martha Stewart in Vegas <laughs> and stuff. Um, I had to bring home the menu. They give you oh, a customized okay. menu, just in order to remember what I ate. Because honestly, the whole thing was a blur, um, and there were a lot of amazing things. But I would say, I mean, it, it's hard to compare anything to the the. Miyazaki A5 Wagyu beef, right. which was kind of like the grand finale of the the entrees, uh, and it was the biggest piece of A5 I've I've ever seen. Like when I've been to Vegas, you get a little slice like the size of a postage stamp. This was like a deck of playing cards almost, and I I, I you know, it was the kind of thing where you cannot leave something like that on your plate to go in the garbage because you know it costs more than people make in a week but at the same time uh i was hurting by the time i made it through that 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, there were so many courses. I think we did 19 maybe. And then some courses had multiple things in them, but I would say that was probably, that was definitely my favorite. It was the best I've ever had. And if you go to like Morimoto Asia, Disney Springs, I think it's 35 an ounce. And that piece that we got was at least two ounces. Yeah. There's some value there. Um, Yes. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, the elephant in the room is, uh, as, as a journalist, you got invited to do this. Um, this is not something that I could personally do, uh, you know, maybe once every 10 years uh, if I saved up my pennies. Um, I believe that uh, we had the chef's tasting uh, menu uh, plus the optional wine pairing, which, according to the, the printed menu, comes out to $575 a person. Um, and I, I don't know that amazing caviar we had might've even been an extra too. And then you think about adding tax and tip. You're talking basically the cost of an annual pass to the parks right? for, for one meal for that's for one meal <laughs> for one person. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about value, um, everything is absolutely exquisite, uh, and you can't ask for better quality. Right. It's, it's um, but, not, you're not going to dinner. You're going to an experience. No. The staff is not what you would expect from a Michelin style restaurant. I'm sure they're going to get a star now that they're open. They just missed when the Michelin crew came through. Oh, oh they're I'm getting sure it next they're time. Getting a star. Um, the staff almost treats you like your family and they definitely read the vibe. They were like experts in reading the vibe. Like we like to socialize. And they were really good at, you know, chatting with us. And it, it you know, it's real. you kind of really put your finger on it because I remember back in the day, I first started going there in the early nineties um, and it was very formal and everyone was called Victoria or Albert. And you felt like you were dining with the queen. Like, you know, you don't want to put your elbows on the table. Um, but now it is still very elegant. It is still upscale and extremely professional, but they're also personable. And you find out, you know, you, you have a, a rapport with your waiter. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're interacting with you. Uh, and we learned all sorts of new things. If you like water, this is the place to go because I learned things about this, different salinities and, and densities of water and different kinds of still and sparkling. Um, you know, uh, it, it was an education in food for sure. Right. That, that was one of my favorite parts. We did like a little bit of a water pairing and the one at the end that had the highest concentration, it was, it had a bite to it. I, if you didn't know water could have a bite, it can have a bite, but it was really cool to learn that just like wine, you start lighter body to full body as you go okay. through the course of the meal. The same says for uh, water. Uh, it was, it was a little like Alka-Seltzer to be oh. honest. It was, it was intense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, the whole experience was amazing. And, uh, you know, if if you I, I don't know that there's another there are other great restaurants in Orlando where you can have an incredible experience. I don't know that there's anything that's quite that over the top. Um, and if you want a once in a lifetime meal uh, that you, you can't go wrong. Um, but I have to be brutally honest. Uh, my body was hurting for days afterwards if if you are built like me if you are not someone used to eating huge huge meals uh you got to pace yourself and um if split the wine pairing with someone else you don't need a full glass of wine with every single course when there's like 12 courses (laughs) you could split the wine pairing with three people and still be okay 
Right, and just do little sips. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Pace and yourself. We didn't, we didn't even Ugh. finish our full courses because no. by the four hour point we were so we had we had to take little boxes of dessert back home and my wife was very very grateful oh i'm glad she got to try it uh, it's fun it's an experience i would say do the most basic form of the menu so there's different levels where you could add yeah. on different courses i don't think you necessarily need to keep adding on because it is so much food and it's rich food so yeah you will get a, a stomach ache oh my gosh uh yeah that's that's an understatement um well uh okay um without any further ado since uh i think we have made everyone in uh the chat uh drop silent with jealousy <laughs> Sorry. uh we are gonna kick it off with the news in the queue Let's start it off with a new look inside construction of Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. Uh, we've got some more details released, uh, along with pictures of the rock work for the attraction, which is coming to Epcot, uh, finally, slowly taking Whoa, shape. Oh, yes. This is exciting. It's obviously based on the Walt Disney Pictures movie, and so it's going to take you on a kind of a journey of water as it goes through the different cycles, from the sky to the earth. And back again, and it's going to have uh, nods to the movie's main character, Moana. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, you are going to see her carved into the rock work. Uh, we've got some pictures of uh, foam work being sculpted backstage. Uh, we've also got a uh, first look at uh, the entrance of the attraction, which is kind of a, a stone monolith with Moana's signature spiral carved into it. Um, and, you know, they talk a little about uh, the models, the mock-ups, the maquettes, the whole process of uh, putting this whole thing together um, and a glimpse of some of the rock work being done on site. Now, uh, one thing we did not get is a, an opening date nope. <laughs> or an opening month or an Maybe opening year. Maybe we'll uh, at D23. Uh, yes, that is a definite possibility. We will we'll definitely be... Uh, chatting about the possibility of that a little later in the podcast but for now um this is just another glimpse that shows us mostly that it's still got a long way to go uh you're yeah. not going to be frolicking in the water with moana uh this year or i'd say early next year even um it's still still got a, a work in progress for sure yeah. <laughs> uh, uh but uh we will be sure to share more progress as it happens Next up, Disney Parks Make It Blue to celebrate Disney Plus Day, which is coming to their resorts around the world on September 8th, uh, yes. celebrating their streaming network at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Paris for the first time, and more. Yeah, this is really fun. I went to it last year at Disneyland, and I love being able to get the pin. I missed the hat, so I was a little sad. Uh, but they really do a nice job, and this year it seems like they're even adding more into the festivities. Yeah, I uh, personally am going to be checking it out on behalf of attractions at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, both Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disneyland are going to be opening their gates an extra 30 minutes early for subscribers who also have a ticket to the parks. Uh, it doesn't mean you get free admission to the park, yeah. <laughs> uh, just for having Disney plus, sorry. 
Um, and uh, that means that the hotel guests who normally get 30 minutes early entry are getting 60 minutes early entry. So thoughts and prayers to all of the cast members who are going to be getting up extra early that day. Um, but yeah, in, in addition to getting in early, uh, they've done giveaways. Uh, they've got photo pass. Uh, they've got special characters. Uh, last time I got to see a little uh, cavalcade. Um, to be honest, a lot of people said they did more for Disney Plus Day than they did for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Uh, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's even going to be some uh, My Disney Experience uh, app uh, photo pass lenses, like augmented reality yeah. to add digital characters. So, um, yeah, that's happening at, at Disney World. Uh, and like you said, you got to check out Disneyland. Yes, it, it was definitely, I don't remember being as elaborate as this. They're going to be having some festive food and beverage, but mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, I don't remember there being a food and beverage component last year, at least at the Disneyland Resort. So I'm excited to see because their culinary team always comes up with really good limited time and seasonal treats. Well, so I'm excited you're, you're going to have to try some blue churros, uh, which are only going to be available on Buena Vista Street and Grizzly Peak. Uh, and also uh, in your Sleeping Beauty Castle and in Tomorrowland. Um, or you can head over uh, to downtown Disney and try one of their blue cocktails. Ooh, that makes me nervous because I think blue carousel. I'm not sure. Exactly, if exactly, if yeah. For someone, definitely, if you want a sweet, if you want a sweet treat. And then this year, for the first time, like you said, Disneyland Paris is getting in on the celebration. They're going to have specialty entertainment, photo opportunities, and this really unique looking blue themed chocolate hazelnut donut. Yeah, that, that looks yummy. It looks really good. I I just had the um, Mickey shaped hazelnut stuffed donut when I was mm. there in July, and it was delicious. We split it for breakfast. So this kind of looks like an incarnation of that, but with some fun stuff on top. Yeah, they're going to do the 30 minutes early, too. Uh, and Hong Kong Disneyland, just in case you happen to be out there, um, they are uh, going to do uh, uh, special gifts uh, and um, on September 10th. And also during the Disney Vacation Club member cruise aboard the Disney Wonder uh, between the 29th and the 5th, there's going to be special gifts and shows on board. This is definitely a lot more. I mean, I was at yeah. Magic Kingdom on October. Well, we as, as Bob Chapek said, they are activating synergies across their something or other. I, I don't even know what that word salad meant, but apparently <laughs> that's what this word, that word salad meant. Right. Lots and lots of stuff. Um, and of course, we, we should talk about why we're doing all this, which is Disney Plus, uh, which uh, they did not mention in this press release is raising their prices very soon. Uh, but we can talk about that another day. Um, they are going to have a bunch of new content uh, starting this day. Um, and uh, that includes new episodes of She-Hulk, uh, which I'm excited for, having uh, quickly devoured the ones that are out already, mm -hmm. as well as uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, which I did not see in the theater. So I'm excited to see uh, the IMAX enhanced version at home. Oh, yes. And then there's Marvel Studios Assembled, the making of Thor, Love and Thunder. So that's interesting. I love when they do those behind the scenes looks and see some footage that we wouldn't have the opportunity to. Yes, all of those Marvel Assembled uh, documentaries have been really well done. Mm -hmm. uh, and also the, the Star Wars documentaries, they've got a new one coming out for Obi-Wan. Uh, and I'm really excited to see the, the behind the scenes stuff between uh, him and, and Hayden. 
Yes. And then there's going to be Frozen and Frozen 2 sing-alongs, which I know mm -hmm. you're going to be doing, right? Oh, yes. I will be uh, have that on a constant loop in the house. <laughs> My cats will be singing along for sure. <gasps> uh, <laughs> you know, the, I, we joke, but the one here that looks most interesting to me is uh, Remembering. It's a short film by an Emmy-winning director. It stars Brie Larson. And it's uh, an augmented reality, uh, it's a, a film, like you can use the app to trigger things in your house uh, while you are watching the film. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work out, Ooh. but it's a really interesting idea. So uh, I'm going to check that one out. Right. There, I mean, there's more. They're welcome. Oh, to my gosh. Love, which is the short yeah. from the Simpsons. I'm becoming a princess, Lisa Simpson. <laughs> uh, that's going to be cool. There's Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. So if you are a longtime fan, I'm sure you'll love to check that out. Yeah. And um, in addition to all the stuff on the screen, if you want to see uh, some Disney Plus content on the big screen, uh, it's starting the 8th through the 19th of september uh, you can go to the amc theaters and see movies like rogue one or cars up on the big screen i think newsies yeah. would be a good one to see oh i would love 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 newsies and yeah. you don't have to be a disney plus subscriber to take part in the amc theater stuff so that could be fun thing. no no and they're even going to have uh free posters and uh, special concessions so a lot of stuff going on to celebrate your membership in Disney Plus, which, as I mentioned, is going to get more expensive. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so next, we're moving from Disney over to Universal, and they have had some massive delivery of roller coaster track for Epic Universe, and we have some fantastic aerial photography from BioReconstruct on Twitter uh, that shows off just how far along this project is coming. Right, this is really exciting. And again, this isn't announced by Universal. This is all on very informative speculations. So yeah. these are not rumors. These are what is, appears to be a yeah. large dueling racer coaster. Now, um, this uh, article, which is on our website, uh, was written by Theron White. And as you say, it is very journalistically responsible. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be slightly irresponsible uh, and give you a little bit more speculation of what some of the stuff that we're looking at uh, might be. Um, so the big deal is that we've got uh, coaster track for what looks like it's going to be the longest, the biggest roller coaster in the park. And it's not going to be inside any of the themed lands. It's part of the hub. Um, now, the rumor is that it is uh, the hub has a celestial or a galaxy theme and that the uh, roller coaster will be a dueling roller coaster with uh, an outer out of space uh, theme. It'll be outside. Uh, it's not going to be an indoor coaster like a Space Mountain, uh, but it will have a space theme to it. Very cool. Yeah, so this is going to be free from IP, at least mm -hmm. that's what we're speculating, uh, and it'll be an original story, which mm -hmm. is exciting. And I think they said it's going to be, it's looking like it's taking shape between Wizarding World and then How to Train. Yeah, exactly. The footers uh, uh, that we've got pictures of um, are where you'll have basically have the load station for this uh, are located in between the entrance to the how, how to Train Your Dragon area and the Wizarding World area. 
so it's kind of unique that uh, sort of like, I guess, in Shanghai, uh, there are some attractions in the castle hub that aren't part of any of the, the lands, a similar sort of thing. We've also got uh, some pictures of um, how there will be uh, what we think is going to be a carousel in the central hub. Uh, along with uh, some water fountains, uh, it looks like uh, for a maybe a world of color style fountain show. Very exciting, regardless. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of detail in this, uh, a lot of uh, really cool um, pictures. Uh, we've also got a look at the Wizarding World where the Ministry of Magic is coming to shape. This is going to be that kind of round atrium inside the Ministry of Magic. Uh, and, and those are little people in the circles. Which yes, yeah, that's that's a human being. <laughs> so this is these are huge buildings. These uh, each of these show buildings are, you know, the size of like a forbidden journey. Um, they're just absolutely massive. Uh, and uh, we've got look at where a restaurant is going to be, we think, um, kind of matching up. Uh, concept art, uh, as well as a kind of a whole aerial map um, laying out the whole park. Um, we've got classic monsters. We've got the hotel that's going to be built into the back of the park, the Wizarding World, How to Train Your Dragon. And uh, right up front uh, to your left as you enter will be Super Nintendo, which is really coming along very quickly. Uh, we've even got a look at the track for Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, this is exciting and it's funny, you know, we talked early in the show about Moana and how slow that's taking. This is like full steam ahead. They are yeah. rocking oh, it. <laughs> it is it is absolutely incredible the, the scope, the scale and the speed at which all of this is going up. Um and uh we have to give a big hand uh as always to Bio Reconstruct on Twitter, um, the anonymous person who regularly flies over the parks and dangles out of a helicopter to get these absolutely incredible shots. Um, I I did one helicopter fly over with the attractions team when the parks first closed, uh, and it was exhilarating and terrifying. Very. And I could do that maybe once every couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bio goes up and does this all the time um and you know he doesn't he does this for the love of it uh i i gotta say for, with my newspaper once wanted to uh hire them uh to pay them to you know pay them for their pictures because he's just given this stuff away on free on twitter um and refused uh because didn't want anyone to know where to send the paycheck to um, wanted to remain that anonymous didn't want anyone to know what name to put on the check or where to send it so uh bravo uh you're probably right above my house right now i don't know look <laughs> down uh, but bravo bio for uh all the good work that you do yes i mean it just gets fans excited i know a lot of people you know are super anticipating this park i'm one of them so yeah it's, it's a big deal for the guests and the fans. Uh, it's also a big deal for Orlando's economy. Um, we're talking, you know, not counting the construction work, but even after it's done, like 14,000 jobs, um, affordable housing that they're building on the property right. to, you know, help uh, house some of those employees. Um, 
new transportation, new roads. Uh, it's it's a massive thing for Central Florida in general. So uh, we're very excited to keep track of it for you. And uh, hopefully by early 2025, we'll be inside the park and telling you all about it. Okay. Uh, all right. If you want something universal that's coming a lot quicker than 2025, Halloween Horror Nights is right around the corner. And the food menu is almost as gruesome as the haunted houses. Uh, we've got a look at the booths that have popped up around the park, and they look more disgustingly delicious than ever. Yes. I spent, after Victorian Alberts the next day, I couldn't eat, but I did spend the next day walking around Universal, seeing all the booths pop how up. Did, how did you do that? Like, how did you... Well, I, I I don't know how you walked around in the heat, but then how did you look at menus with things like brains and, and guts on them? <laughs> but it is exciting. This is, I mean, just Universal has been killing it between Mardi Gras and this, which is really wildly inventive creations that tie into the theming. Uh, there's, of course, the Twisted Taters, which everyone loves. I'm Cult favorite. Absolutely. Yep. The Ghost Pepper Seasoning. Sounds delicious, and that's the one that I'm going to try. And then I went over to the Chucky booth, and they are having wanna play beignets. <laughs> They've also got a burger that looks really disgusting, but also kind of cute. It's got like yeah. I don't know cereal on top, and uh, and a vegan chili. I am I am very proud that even though Chucky murders people he appreciates a plant-based diet right they've been doing a great job with that um some of my favorite items at mardi gras this year were vegan and so mm -hmm. i know a lot of that opens it up to so many more people to get to experience uh the maggot covered cheese dog yeah i don't know if maggots are vegan <laughs> <laughs> um at halloween harnets hollywood they do some really cool korean style corn dogs so i'm excited uh -huh. that that's going to be in orlando now yeah don't get too scared folks that those maggots are actually puffed rice and uh gojang and black sesame seeds oh so, yes yeah, um, that should be delicious um one of my favorites and then of course what everyone has been talking about is the meats Meets meets. If you uh, if you remember, uh, this is going back to a kind of comedy house that they did years ago that okay. featured uh, Mike Aiello playing uh, the role of a uh, sadistic butcher who had um, uh, turned to cannibalism. And uh, so you are going to be able to buy fried zombie brains, uh, which are really cauliflower. Or angry bear meat, uh, if you're into the Halloween Horror Nights bear, he's uh, a little cult character. Um, and that's actually Flaming Hot Cheetos and Marshmallow Treat. Um, and there's also fried chicken and a sweet raspberry rice crispy. Yes, uh, the, the packaging is wildly amazing. The so really cool thing about these, yeah, is that they're packaged like, uh, like, butcher meat in in a supermarket case and even better um they're setting this up in sting alley which is in the new york area mm -hmm. and it's going to almost be like a little walkthrough um like a, a micro haunted house uh, that's always been one of the best decorated areas of the park uh, and mixing that up with a food experience is just brilliant yes and then there's going to be spice Spicy pumpkin buns, which I think also has ground turkey in them. Uh, we saw uh, pizza fries are back at Kid Zone, and they're also doing 
vegan pizza fries. So that's another vegan option. Yes. Right? Yeah. I, I hear that is going to be over uh, in the kid zone area, yeah. the vegan pix, uh, pizza fries. Um, and uh, in Gramercy Park, um, they have Lil Boo's pumpkin bun. Uh, everyone loves Lil Boo, um, yes. the kind of the, the breakout star of the event after last year and uh about time that uh they got their own treat right i, I mean of course i'm excited to see what we're gonna have in the tribute store there was this fantastic mm -hmm. vegan skull brownie last year and it was the most moist brownie i have ever had it was vegan i was like how is this possible so i hope something like that returns Yes, um, I, I've heard that the tribute store uh, always ends in a sweet shop, and that is going to be tied in thematically to the uh, the sweets um, that are outside uh, in the street area uh, mm -hmm. as as part of the scare zone theming. So uh, that's that's kind of a first for them to have a scare zone tied directly to the treats, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to yeah. some version of those vegan brownies coming back. All right, so universalorlando.com is the place to get your tickets. Um, and I have heard that uh, some nights have already sold out. So yes. might want to plan that quick. Uh, if you want uh, a different kind of Halloween experience in the Orlando area, there are a couple of drive-throughs coming back. First one is the Haunted Road. Uh, and that drive-through experience is now going to end in a slaughterhouse walkthrough. Right. This is really cool. So you're going to be going through a 25-minute drive. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to end at an afterlife party. And you will try to survive a human slaughterhouse. Yay. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Um, uh, a little conf confession or, or a, a warning. Um, so Haunted Road has been around uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. I think this might be their, I guess, their third time third, around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Um, they had some real growing pains. There were a bunch of issues. If you Google them, you can read all about it. Right. Um, I'm hoping third time's the charm. Uh, and uh, it sounds like they've got some new ideas. Um, they are located along Lake Pickett Road in Orlando. And that's the same area as the Corn Maze and the Painted Oaks Academy. Um, this time they've, they've added a haunted DJ, uh, they've got a haunted market and pop-up performances, there's food trucks. Um, it also looks like they might have adjusted their pricing. Uh, in the past, they got a lot of slack for charging pretty high price per right. person and not per car. Uh, this year, it looks like the tickets are starting at $19.99 per person, uh, which doesn't sound unreasonable. So, um, not sure what those go up to, but they say that the uh, there's a VIP ghost tour, which involves a, uh, a real life ghost hunting equipment, and that is starts at a, an extra twenty six. Yeah, more affordably priced. I mean, that's kind of on par if you're going to a haunted house mm -hmm. in Old Town. You know, sure, not bad. Sure. Um, so uh, the tickets are going on sale uh, ten a.m. on September twenty first. Uh, the event is running from the 21st through November 6th. Um, I'm thinking that one of those dates might be wrong because it seems odd that they are starting ticket sales on the same day that they start the event. Uh, but I think if you hop over to thehauntedroad.com, hopefully all your questions will be answered. Uh, another 
drive-through experience that I personally can wholeheartedly recommend, because um, uh, uh, from personal experience, is Scream and Stream, uh, the drive-through haunted house attraction that has gotten a brand new location for 2022, moving from Oviedo, kind of far out there, to the Florida Mall, which is a That's lot easier. closer yes. to uh, Universal Orlando and the other attractions. Yeah, this looks really cool. I haven't done it. So I, this is one that I think is going to be on my list to try, maybe in September, October. Yeah, this is one that um, partnered with Patrick Ballard from uh, formerly of Halloween Horror Nights for its first year. Um, I don't know that he's back this time, uh, but they still have a great team behind the scenes. Um, and this time they have added a new experience. Uh, now it's going to start out with the lobby uh mm. when you check in uh you are going to uh get to have a shopping experience uh, have some selfie photo ops um and also have the opportunity to have your fortune told uh or try a blackout experience where you're blindfolded in total darkness uh, I'm, I'm gonna nope out of that one <laughs> yes and then after you check in you'll go to your car and you're gonna enter a you know designated area that is themed like a theme park dark ride Love yeah it. It, it was it was that is exactly how i would describe it it's uh it's a dark ride where you control the car right. um and yes that that uh you are driving your own car but there are stoplights uh to keep all the cars separated to make it perfectly safe um it was freaky uh that they, they they get right up in your in your business um uh, i would recommend uh keeping those windows rolled up uh yeah, but, I, know. I i hate driving so i can't wrap my head around going through one but of it was really well controlled you know you knew exactly where to drive to exactly where to stop exactly when to go um so i didn't feel uh, unsafe like someone was gonna you know drive into the back of my car or anything right. like that um but uh the whole experience took takes like 15 to 20 minutes um and it's charged by the car so uh you can load up to eight people into your vehicle for a 74 dollar ticket that is not bad yeah bring some friends split it can't yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one, and um, I'm looking forward to going back. Uh, ScreamNStream.com is the place to get the information. Um, and if you are in the Hershey Park area in Pennsylvania, Dark Nights, the, their immersive haunt is ramping up this year from September 17th through October 30th. Yeah, this I'm very excited. Hershey Park will always have a special place. So the fact that they're finally doing their own haunt event is very exciting. Uh, not sure if I'll get up this year, but I'm sure this is going to be a wild success and continue on. There's going to be four haunted houses with original stories, and then also I think three scare zones. Um, yeah. And so they've released details, kind of just wrapping up what each of the themes and the storylines mm -hmm. will be. And it seems on par with some of our favorite haunt events. Yeah, um, they're, they're starting small. You know, they've done uh, seasonal nighttime events that usually just involve like, you know, look trick or treating and looking at lights and right. stuff. Um, but this is their their first time going scary. Um, so the, the three scare zones are the Midway of Misery, um, Darkstone's Hollow, and valley of fear uh and yes. the haunted houses which i think we we chatted about in a previous mm -hmm. uh episode are the haunted coal mine the descent creature chaos 
and twisted darkness. Um, and, <laughs> but the thing that caught my eye on the agenda was that they are doing their Creatures of the Night flashlight tour. Uh, and that is inside Zoo America, which is their wildlife park. It's kind of unique that uh, Hershey Park has a great zoo directly attached to it and part of its ticket. And it looks like you are going to be able to uh, see those animals uh, after dark uh, with just a flashlight, which I think would be a really neat experience, kind of scary and educational. At the same oh, time. yes, absolutely. And then I, we haven't heard yet, but apparently they are going to be having a food and beverage component as they mm -hmm. usually do. Hershey Park is great at that. So I am excited to see what themed treats they're going to have. Yes. Uh, well, I'm sure they will uh, have chocolate, chocolate, and maybe <laughs> yeah. some chocolate. Yes. Um, now, uh, so the way that this is working is a little different. Um, the tickets for the Dark Knight component, um, the uh, which is specifically the haunted houses, um, is a separate admission. Uh, but with your regular Hershey Park uh, admission, you can enjoy the scare zones and the atmosphere and... Uh, and buy treats and stuff like that. So go to hersheypark.com and check out your ticket options and the schedule. Uh, if you want a slightly less scary Halloween experience, uh, Halloween weekends are taking over Busch Gardens Williamsburg during the Count's Spooktacular. Um, six weekends of kid-friendly fun are coming to the Williamsburg Park uh, every Saturday and Sunday, and that is running from September 24th through October 30th. Yes, and uh, children, of course, are encouraged to come dressed up, but what I kind of thought was really neat is each weekend has its own self-contained theme. Yes, so really if, if you have a favorite Sesame Street character, uh, each one is kind of getting their own weekend in the spotlight. It starts out yeah. with the count on the weekend of the 24th, 25th, uh, then Elmo and Zoe, um, clowning Cookie around Monster. with Cookie Monster and Grover. Yay. Yes. Um, a pirate party with Bert and Ernie. I mean, this is really well done. They could I, have easily just paired it all together, but that they have their own time to shine. And especially for, you know, annual pass holders that want to take their kids every weekend. I, I gotta cool. say, if I, I was going to go to one, it, it would be the pirate party, yes. October 15th and 16th, because I believe that Bert and Ernie are big fans, big fans of Our Flag Means Death. I yeah. totally buy that. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, there's a magical weekend with Wizard Elmo and Night Cookie Monster, uh, October 23rd, all leading up to the Halloween celebration, which runs from the 20th all the way through the 30th with all of your Sesame Street pals, a kid-friendly parade, uh, dance parties in the evening, and even a hay maze. Uh, so go and get lost in that. Yes, this is really cool. And then, of course, Hollow Scream is going to be returning on select nights. So they're doing mm -hmm. a lot. Yep. Uh, Bushgardens.com slash Williamsburg is the place to go for all your information. Uh, and finally, we're going to wrap up the news in the queue with some good news. If you were curious about visiting Nickelodeon Universe at the American, uh, yes, the, the American Dream Mall um, in New Jersey, uh, because they have gone from requiring you to buy an all-day pass to letting you buy uh, just points and pay per ride. 
Yes, it is a bizarre place if you've been to the American Dream Mall. I went over the holidays and visiting my family. I did not go into Nickelodeon Universe because, like you said, you had to pay. It was kind of an astonishing amount for a very limited amount of rides to do. Could you even, like, see inside to see what there was? Okay, so you can peek, but you really can't do anything at all. And if you've been following along, a lot of times not all the rides are in operation. So Mm -hmm. for that cost, this was I, I'm like, I'm not spending that to go in there on a few things uh, to do. The points pass is a major upgrade. Yeah. Uh, so you can still buy their all day passes or even their season passes. If you mm-hmm. live in the neighborhood, um, I, I believe the all day pass goes for about 60 bucks, which is, uh, you know, a substantial amount for uh, a theme park inside a mall. Um, right. But now you can just buy on points Um they have uh it looks like the kitty rides are mostly uh three point rides and then the bigger uh you know thrill rides uh, roller coasters are six point rides um the interesting thing is that uh even their website does not totally make clear exactly how much a point costs uh, perhaps that can vary depending on the season um right. uh but uh if you buy it online uh you can save five percent by booking in advance um so that's something to keep in mind definitely i will say the next time i go home i would like to go just to walk around now because before spectators you couldn't even get in it operated yeah yeah so i mean that's that's the thing i can't imagine that they have enough people paying the full price to keep you know the food stands and stuff in business so it makes sense to open it up to anyone to look around and see it and if then some something catches your eye and then you just pay to do that right yeah um, i went during like a busy holiday weekend and i there was no one in there so i can see why they had limited operation on the attraction yeah. so hopefully this kind of smooths it all over yeah they do have a couple of uh pretty extreme indoor roller coasters one that i believe was a uh, record setting as the steepest drop in the world, at least when it opened. Um, so yeah, if you're in the, in the neighborhood and you, you want to collect some coaster credits, uh, it'd definitely be a cheaper way to do that right now. So uh, head on over to americandream.com slash points dash pass for more information about that. All right. That is going to wrap up our news in the queue which means it is time for us to jump into the main attraction. It's time for the main attraction. And this week's main attraction, D23 Expo 2022 is sold out. Boo. But if, like me, you can't get a ticket, you can still be part of the Ultimate Disney Fan Event with an online stream happening from September 9th through the 11th. Yes, this was big news. So many people were waiting to say, hey, will I be able to take part in this at home? And the good news is yes. Yep. So they are going to do, during the three-day event, they are going to be having eight hours of content that could be live streaming, including the coveted Disney Legends Award Ceremony. Yep. So uh, the website you're going to want to bookmark is d23expo.com slash live. And it's going to kick off at... 10 a.m. Pacific time on September 9th uh, with the big Disney Legends Awards ceremony. Um, Looks like uh, the stream will start at 10 a.m., but the ceremony itself will start at 1030. 
uh, and uh, that will include a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, um, along with uh, other celebrities being inducted by Bob Chapek. Yes, this is exciting. And then also continue on that day, they're having a Disney and Marvel game showcase, Disney, Le Disney Legends in Conversation. There's going to be a mouse parade in the evening. So that <laughs> sounds like it could be fun. Um, so I'm happy that people can partake in it from home. And of course, each day, so then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there will mm -hmm. be specific panels that will yeah. be watching, but not everything. So you have to look to see if, you know, what you're interested in is on there. Yes, uh, September 10th kicks off uh, at 10.30 with uh, Talking Pets with the Vets of National Geographic. So if you're an animal lover, that might interest you. Um, there's also a Bob's Burgers panel at noon. And uh, Marvel Comics is going to be celebrating 60 years of Spider-Man at 2. Um, Yes, this is exciting. Uh, the Making of Disney 100, the exhibition, will be at 6.30. I'm sure that's going to be a popular one. And then, of course, on the final day, September 11th, they will be live streaming the Boundless Future Disney Parks panel. So this is where we can expect some, maybe, hopefully, great announcements. Yes, that's the one to really mark your calendar for if you're a theme park fan. Uh, 10.30 a.m. on September 11th is uh, the Parks and Resort Chairman Josh DeMauro, uh getting up on stage and hopefully telling us something about what's going to come to yes, the it. Disney parks, <laughs> the cruise lines, uh, a little bit of behind the scenes from Imagineering. Um, and I'm hoping that Josh will also tell me when my uh, Amazon Alexa is going to be arriving in the mail. <laughs> you promised me, Josh. I want my two dollars. I want my two dollars. Yes. <laughs> right, that's 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 a deep cut for you, better off dead friends. Um, uh, I, I'm also going to be sticking around for the one o'clock, which yes. is 70 years of Imagineering. Uh, you know, presenting stories from their storytelling and innovation over the decades. Yeah, so this is great news for everyone that couldn't make it out there. I'm going to be there, so you can also follow along on Attraction yes. Social. I'm sure we're going to be posting a ton so you can get even more kind of behind-the-scenes look at everything that's going on. I, I hope you will uh, I know, live tweet some hot takes on oh, uh, what yes. happens. I um, definitely will be. <laughs> so like I said, the uh, place to bookmark d23expo.com uh, slash live uh, kicking off on September 9th. So uh, yeah, plan on uh, either staying home from work or uh, open a browser or window in the corner and closing it really quick when your boss comes by. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that just about is going to wrap up this week's episode uh i just want to thank everyone uh once again uh for joining us um and i want to remind you please give us a review on apple podcasts and a rating on spotify if you want to find more coverage from us and from attractions magazine on the internet you can find me at the ug series on twitter at the unofficial guides on instagram and purchase copies of my books at the unofficialguides.com carly where can everyone find you Yes, I am Carly Caramana on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Adventures by Carly. And of course, you can always find the entire Attractions Magazine team at attractionsmagazine.com, on Twitter at Attractions, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, 
youtube.com slash attractions magazine and for all you kids on tiktok at attractions all right that'll do it for now but until next week i hope that all of you folks stay safe try something new but most importantly have fun and we will see you again next week see you next bye week.